Hello and welcome to the Naptown Blues Fancast, a weekly roundup of your Annapolis Blues playing in the Mid-Atlantic Division of the NPSL. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Hiram Wainwright. How you doing, brother? I'm doing just well. How you doing today, Sam? Pretty good. It's Sunday afternoon. It's going to start being our normal recording time. Yeah. And, uh, and there's something we'll get to in a second that makes recording a whole lot more fun. Might be booze. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just it makes everything better, right? Oh, Absolutely. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Please take a moment to leave a review and share with your footballing friends. You can follow the show on Naptown Blues Pod. For tickets, go to theannapolisblues.com for details. You can follow the show on Twitter at Naptown's Blues Pod. And for tickets, please go to annapolisblues.com for more details. You know what? We have a tradition. Dare I say an obligation here at the DU Public House, House Studios, and that is to have a drink in our hands throughout this show and every single show. Today, we are doing a variant of the Espresso Martini. Harm, why don't you tell us about what we're using? Well, we are using the very special Rise Up Organic Blues Blend from Rise Up Coffee. Uh, it is a blues brand sent from Central America with a classic regional flavor notes and sweetness. This medium roast is smooth and delicious and will be a great addition to any morning, but especially game day morning and even for a podcast recording. Yeah, well, for making espresso martinis, right? That right. <laughs> uh, we're using whiskey instead of vodka, and we're using Westward American Single Malt. This is a stout finish, and it's actually a single barrel offering from uh, Barrel Nation, which is up in Western Maryland. Okay. Uh, they pick some really kick-butt barrels, but the big thing about this whiskey, big, huge chocolate flavor that'll really work with the uh, coffee. Took a little bit of heavy cream, gave it a nice hard shake with some chocolate bitters in it to mm. uh, to jazz it up a little. Floated that over the top and a uh, few dashes of chocolate bitters to finish it off. So it's super, absolutely lovely. Super, super delicious. What is a supporters club? What does it take to start a supporters club? Well, we have Paul and Amanda here from the Bay Boys to tell us all about it. How are we doing today, guys? Doing great, Sam. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Doing amazing today. Thank you. Good, good. Enjoying your drink? It is definitely delicious. And, you know, with a little bit on the side, uh, we decided to bring some beer as well. And we decided to bring some because it's called Just Crush A Lot, because that's the plan for this year is to just totally crush it for the 10 matches at home and then the playoffs. We do have it on record. Both Hitch and Fred said we're winning the league. So, I mean, that's where we're at already, right? (laughs) Expectations are high. We better. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And then before we get to anything today, Paul, uh, we definitely had a very fun time last night here at Annapolis with our very first scrimmage and the first look at the Blues. So uh, what did you think of your first initial thoughts of that? Uh, greatly impressed. You know, a couple hundred people out for a club that has not played a match yet. That was just an internal scrimmage. I mean, that's more than we ever had back in the days of uh, Crystal Palace, Annapolis slash Baltimore. Other than the uh, broad neck match that, uh, you know, the Red Bulls lost in an open cup match, you know, that had about 201 people and about 200 of them were uh, Red Bulls. So it's great to see Annapolis people come out for the uh, matches. So very looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. And I got, definitely got to say, like, seeing both of the teams play out for the first time was definitely memorizing and Noticing that we're actually witnessing history here, that like we're literally starting something for the entire league. Like this is again Annapolis's club for forever, I should say, really. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Now, let's go ahead and get into the questions. So, this isn't your first rodeo with doing a supporters club. So, uh, tell us about your history and what you've done before. Yeah, so supporters club. Um, 
just trying to figure out what that really is for the first time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So been around uh, DC Night, obviously, uh, forever and a half, it feels like. Um, and a long time ago in a long different place where DC Night it is now with how it grew up. Um, you know, went to the very first match in 96. Didn't really get involved with the bar until 98. And then after that, you know, the doors just kind of open up from Oscar and, of course, from our great friend Chico. Chico really opened the doors to say, hey, come on in, come back there. So I really started getting involved with the bar back in 98. Amanda? Um, I moved back from South Texas in about 2009 and actually had a friend kind of kidnap me and bring me to a game. And I've been in Barra since August 2009 and haven't looked back. Very cool. Very cool. People really want to know what is like the general purpose of a supporters club? Like, are you just here just to sing and chant, dance and just get people hype? Or are you just here to at least... I don't know. Just make things fun for the entire sport. Really. Drink alcohol. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Drink some Ford, have some good whiskey, you know, well, enjoy responsibly. it. Of we course. To mention that. You have Just to do drink it. Drink responsibly. Very. Thank goodness for Ubers. <laughs> but, you know, so that's a good question. What is, uh, you know, the purpose of a supporters club? You know, um, you look at different ways. So another supporter group that I'm part of that Amanda is as well is the Sammers for the U.S. national team. So, you know, we, we always talk about club over country, country over club, back and forth like that. So, you know, for the Blues, we support the Blues and the Blues only. Bar Brava support just D.C. United. There's other supporter groups out there. Um, the Screaming Eagles, Dist District Ultras, you know, they had different things. You know, Screaming Eagles support the spirit. They support the U.S. clubs. So it really depends on the group itself. You know, there really is no, here's a set parameter of what a supporter group really does support. Right. You know, obviously U.S. supporter groups, you know, between AOs and SAMers, we support just the U.S., you know, both men and women, of course. Absolutely. So anything you want to add, Amanda? No, I think that sums it up pretty well. I think with a supporters group, at the end of the day, you're there to support the club, hang out with friends, maybe do a little shenanigans, but uh, ultimately we're there to cheer and hype up the team. And it's just, you know, being around, it's a new family, right. you know, I mean, it's, I made lifelong friends, um, you know, there have been many uh, marriages between uh, supporter group people that have met there. Um, the relationship uh, these days, unfortunately, is not the same between the club and the players at the DC United level. Back in the day, you know, all the players would come out, hang out with us, you know, they weren't forced to buy, you know, the quote unquote contracts per se, you know, of mm -hmm. course, a lot of the time back then, you know, you had Dom who also bartended at Town Tavern at nighttime, you know, and uh, Adams Morgan. So you really got to build that relationship up. And I think, you know, having uh, Mathis is a really big part of being able to grow that and understand it from a grassroots level. He built, he's the reason why Barra was successful. The Screaming Eagles with Matt Matai was successful because he understood the relationship between the players and the fans is the means everything these days, you know, and I think that's definitely as we've seen already, like the scrimmage last night, you know, with Mathis and all you out they're getting that relationship back and forth between the players and the fans. Yeah. Without that relationship, there really is no fans. Right, right. Well, there needs to be personal investment from the fans and supporters into the club is what it really comes down to. It's, uh, I, it's We've talked about it before. I am regrettably an Everton supporter, and I'm currently right <laughs> now watching my team battle for survival. It affects my day. <laughs> like, I ble bleed this club. Like it means it means everything. And the fact that they're not performing well really bums me out. It's like I'm not looking forward to Monday having to watch my team play and maybe lose. I'll probably lose. It's at Brighton. Anyway, keeping it rolling. So 
How did you go about starting up the uh, Bay Boys? And then follow up question of that. Why the name and why the spelling of that name? Well, first, I have to make a quick thing about the Everton thing. Uh, one of our good friends who started the Midnight Riders up in New England is a uh, Monty. He's uh, one of the biggest Everton supporters. He was just over there a couple weeks ago. So I kind of feel bad for you, but I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Monty. It's, it's, it's our own making. It is our own making. We're, it's not like, oh, wow, what are we doing down here? No, we've been bad for a while and been run bad for a while. And it's kind of where we deserve to be. So to go back on to, you know, the starting the name of the Bay Boys, what's the spelling? What's the history of it? You know, we definitely wanted to do something different than what we've done around D.C. United, what we've done at other um, supporter groups in the local area. You know, you have the old Bay Brigade up with the Maryland uh, Bobcats. You know, obviously, we don't want to bring any of the follow on stuff, you know, from the bar, from Screaming Eagles DU to it to, you know, any of the other supporter groups. We want to start something new, something fresh, you know, like what Hitch said, we need this fresh, something new. And I think to follow in his footsteps and with Mathis's footsteps, we wanted to create our own unique personality or kind of unique view of what a supporter group is. So we went back and forth on names. I think it was important. Annapolis, you need the name the Bay. Of course. You know, I mean, how do you not? You know, sailing capital of the world. Sorry, Newport. We really are. Um, <laughs> um, so we. So how do you add water and how do you do that? You know, you guys have the beautiful crab. How do you incorporate that into the logo as well? which I'll preview the logo for all you here very shortly and uh, be prepared. We will do a party to actually do the whole entire display of the logo along with a clothing line and everything else coming out. Um, so it'll be fun. But um, we wanted its Mean own unique fat kid sizes. <laughs> Just asking for a friend. But that's what Puma's for. <laughs> Just add three sizes to what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, even though we love Puma, but it's not as tight as uh, Under Armour was, though. <laughs> but but, um, you know, so we also wanted then get kind of the history back to what Annapolis came from. You know, Annapolis was originated, but, you know, founded upon people in the UK between Ireland and England. So how do you get a little bit of that Irish tradition? So, you know, obviously we all understand Celtic, you know, even though that's a Scottish club, but the name boys is really comes from Ireland itself. Okay. So that's where the spelling of the name B-H-O-Y-S is. So we were going mm -hmm. back, do we really want Bay Buoys? Mm -hmm. Nah, it didn't really have that kind of thing. So right. I was like, you know, Bay Boys, you know, obviously, you know, it does mean a boys thing, which we're not limiting just to boys, of course. But, you know, maybe there'll be a future women's club for Annapolis Blues as well. Mm -hmm. But for now, we thought Bay Boys just kind of ran off the sign like that. And we thought it would fit pretty good. So, uh, you want to have anything you want to add, Amanda? Uh, not on this, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then you highlighted it uh, briefly about like the uh, connection between the players and the supporters itself, like how with, uh, I believe you said with DC United, how you guys used to have the players mingle with the supporters club as well. What do you think is like the actual relationship you have between like the club itself and the supporters, uh, both you and uh, Amanda, if you want to answer? So I think it's important to have a working relationship between the front office and with the support groups, but you want to make sure that it is totally separate. You know, we see a lot of folks across the support groups who some are very connected to the front office and it's a different type of relationship. What is great about what Hitch is doing here with Fred Mathis is Fred Mathis knows how to grow something organically with a supporter group. For 15, for the first 15, 17 years, we were the definition of supporter groups in MLS. Between what he what he did with Matt Matai with the Screaming Eagles and with Oscar Zambrano with Bar Bravo. Started something that no one here in the U.S. has ever seen before. You know, we grew up to be the largest supporter groups there was in all of MLS. Obviously, you know, things change, ownership changes hands, so that relationship really started getting a little bit sour. But having Fred Mathis here 
as the point person for that. He understands where the separation is between the supporter group and the front office, and he knows how to manage that. And that's very key to being able to both be successful, both from the supporter group side and on the front office side, making sure that you're successful on both sides. Without one or the other, you're not successful as a club. Well, and couple that with the fact that while we as supporters want to support the boys on the pitch and make sure they're doing well and, and want to see them be succeed, to see them succeed, I mean, we're also meant to be critical if things aren't being done well. That is, we are the voice of the people, of the of the people that support the club. I, I hate to turn it back to stupid Everton again, but the supporters clubs right now are very vocal of the board that is running the club because the board is doing it poorly. So that's, there's, there's, ultimately we always want to be supportive of our team and we want, we always want to be supportive of the boys on the pitch, but if something's going wrong and we don't like it, that's a very loud voice to make sure people know, Hey, we don't appreciate this also. So, you know, just to build from that, too, you know, I think that's the importance of the front office is be able to let you have that voice, you know, because there's a lot of front offices out there. We won't mention names, something maybe LA Galaxy, you know, they don't let their <laughs> supporters really be critical of themselves. And, uh, you know, that looks negative on the club. You know, you need to be able to be critical of what you're doing on the pitch and off the pitch. You know, I think that's and. Fred with Kevin Payne, uh, God bless his soul, rest in peace. They understood that and they said, hey, we need to make sure, be critical of us. The more you're critical of us, be honest. That makes us stronger and bigger. And I think Hitch understands that, you know, growing up around that area. Fred definitely understands that. I think the players will understand and the rest of the front office will understand it. Yeah. So now let's talk about some more kind of fun stuff with everything. How do you come up with chants and songs for players? What's kind of the process of doing that? Uh, Amanda drinks and then whatever she sings. <laughs> Responsibly, of course. Or, 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 I mean, or you can just, why don't you talk about the famous fun road trip with me and Billy going up to New York? So we decided to go up to a New York Reds, Red Bulls match. We uh, drove up separately, got a hotel room, and the entire way it was myself, Polly, and then our friends, Mark, Rachel, and Billy, and it was... Five hours of Polly and Billy serenading me <laughs> as we drove up to New York. Uh, learning new songs to do or just serenading you? Just just serenading. It was like <laughs> Polly, Polly had the aux cord and was playing just random music and they were making up their own lyrics. And that's essentially how we come up with chants for support or for the teams. Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured normally it's, you know, finding a song that's got a good rhythm to it. And there's a lot of songs that get recycled by all clubs. You know, there's certain ones that are just easy to do. But from there, it's what does the player's name? How does that rhyme? Does that work into a popular pop song that you could do a couple of quick lines about? Boom, there we go. There's a song. You know, that that's a lot of the ways that we used to really make up names of songs goes back to the old days of the reserve matches. You know, the reserve matches were matches done on Sunday mornings afterwards. Everybody was hungover and or still having a couple of libations from the night before. But you really got that one on one stuff with a lot of the players and the other players. You know, take, for example, you know, um, there's two two great examples. Probably the best example is the year that Taylor Twelman didn't get called up for um, the uh, World Cup that one year. All of a sudden, our friend Jay started chanting, Arena, lost your number. Arena, lost your number. <laughs> and, you know, we know Twelman from the Maryland days and stuff. And he comes over. He's like, 
guys, that's that hit a little bit low and everyone just started laughing, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just stuff like that. You know, it's just somebody creates something. Hey, let, let it keep roll. Does it work all the time? No. Sometimes. Yeah, it does. So as far as let's get a little bit more into like the logistics as far as like the supporters club. So whenever you're sharing as far as like info for match days or anything, how does that go within the members of the supporters? club? So with this being brand new and something fresh. It's going to be new. Right. You know, we're not going to go our usual way. You know, in the past, we've used Constant Contact. We use Twitter. You use Facebook. You use InstaFace, whatever else there is online. I don't even know half mm-hmm. the online stuff, you know. Um, but usually that's a lot of the interaction from that way. You know, back in the day when SE's Bar Bravo started, we never had any of that. You know, it was all just kind of cheek and tongue. I think what Hitch and everyone's doing here, there's a lot of talk right. going on internally in the community. Annapolis is small. It's big, but it's very small. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows who old Annapolis is. Everyone knows who new, new Annapolis is. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows if you want anything done, you got to know the old Annapolis people. So I think the word of mouth is going to be our biggest strong part of the game until people get to know that. And then I think it's like looking at, you know, getting the contact folks that want to get involved, um, using Facebook, using Twitter. But right now, we don't really have any set thing because it's still brand new. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know who, who wants to really get involved in support groups. How do we want to do that? So... No, that's uh, pretty much it on how we, uh, on how, well, for Bar Brava, for example, the, the best way that we communicate currently is through a Facebook post. We do a thread about a week out for ticket exchange for people that can't make it or mm-hmm. um, any type of important tailgating information or after parties or whatever is shared there. And then that that's another key thing that you just kind of quickly said but it's worth mentioning a ticket exchange gosh forbid you're not able to go to the match and you want to make sure somebody can a nice forum to have that little community just be like hey i got a pair of can't go who wants to go yeah oh yeah i can definitely take them off your hands i got you covered no problem you know because it's you know it's a very affordable financial uh this for for this club but it's still money you know and it's like if you can't make a game you'd like to get that 20 bucks back you know it's it's so so being able to have a group that you can work with or at least you know hey the next time i'm at a match buy me a couple of beers and we're good you know that kind of attitude now you brought up something that uh let's go ahead and go into the next question is there going to be a designated tailgating area and is there going to be a designated seating area for the uh for the supporters club so yes and no sitting area we all stand you don't sit (laughs) so designated standing area (laughs) love Love to hear it so what we're gonna do um so years ago back in 2017 dc united had a match here um with navy so amanda brought all the girls over from what we had at the um bar brava i'll let her go into kind of like that whole part, but we're going to use the same area. So it's actually going to be in the corner of Farragut Road and Cedar Park Road. Okay. So, and in that corner, you know, it gives us the biggest area. And then there's a direct walkway right through, right through gate D. And D then goes right to where all the usual midshipmen stand the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. So there's no seats there. So we're going to be there. We'll be with all the rest of the fans too, as most people would be on that one side, Mm -hmm. but it'll be our own kind of dedicated area. So, you know, if uh, people with families want to kind of keep a little bit distance, you know, then they understand, hey, we'll go to the other side of the stadium on that on the whatever the south wall or whatever that uh, one side of the stadium is. But we'll be over in that one kind of kind of corner um, with where all the midshipmen stand. But uh, to go more about tailgating. Oh, boy. Where do I get <laughs> where, where where do I start? Um, so tailgating, we usually show up about four hours before the start of the game and we bring grills a bunch of coolers um booze water sodas for 
you know, the little ones. And we basically all just hang out. We have people volunteer to grill. Usually we do like carne asada and sometimes we do burgers and dogs. It really depends on what we do. And then we do a, um, basically a sharing of everybody just kind of contributes a little thing. It's like mm-hmm. a potluck family style, mm-hmm. um, tailgate. That's, uh, I've always felt welcome there at least. Oh, love it. Love it. Well, and it's, uh, so a few little interesting points is, you know, one, making the tel- tailgate a open environment for everybody. If you want to bring your kids over, you can bring your kids over. It's not going to be the end of the world. But then also when it comes to match time, right? You come with your family and you don't want to necessarily be around all the yelling and screaming and maybe the occasional adult word might come out of somebody's mouth. Mine. A lot. <laughs> it's my favorite word to say. You should be far away from me and I should be far away from you and your family. They don't need to hear the words that come out of my mouth, especially if you've heard the other show. I do. <laughs> oh, boy. So that that's good that that uh, as a group we're already being kind of mindful like hey this is an everybody's experience just because we're here acting like lunatics and and raid raiding on the team doesn't mean that that's how everybody else wants to enjoy this and at the end of the day i, I said this before with 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 hitch their business they need to make money like they need asses in the seats that's what they need so if you know as a supporters club if you kind of take over and become more of like an ultra where you're just lunatics you're not making an enjoyable experience for everybody else. It needs to be an enjoyable experience for everyone there. And everyone has to find value in the game. And going to that event doesn't matter what, you know, how how you enjoy it. You want to you want to have everybody to be able to enjoy it equally. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a different type of supporter group. You know, it's not going to be as hardcore as DC Knight supporter groups. You know, it, it's Sam, you brought something up that's very important is it's about the money. Uh, not about the money, but about putting butts in seats to make sure that Annapolis is sustainable for the next 10, 15 years. And maybe, you know, we're so popular, we 12, 15,000, maybe we're making hits. We'll say, hey, let's move us up to USL. Right. You Precisely. Know? You know, and so we want to we want this to be family friendly. You know, if you look at people from the bar, from SEs, you know, we had kids that were two, three that are now you know, 20 plus, and they're now the new future of DC Night. We want that same thing here in mm-hmm. Annapolis. We want people to come to the tailgate. If you don't drink, not a problem. Here, Here's some Coke, some Diet Coke, you know, water. You know, we're going to have food for everyone. You know, there's going to be no charge to our tailgate at all. You know, it's all, hey, bring your own stuff. We're bringing stuff t- to give to everybody. But we mm-hmm. want to make this a fun event for everybody. It's not going to be super hardcore. Annapolis is a different type of atmosphere. Oh, yeah. We're so, definitely a laid back town. That's yeah, for damn yeah. sure. They still won't let us have smoke bombs in the stadium. Maybe one day <laughs> let, Navy let us do that. But the odds of that happening are probably about zero. <laughs> and, you know, federal <laughs> land that we're technically on and, you know, you know, the whole military and, you know, yeah. security and I mean, just might, might be a small problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we hope that, um, you know, we're still working it with the stadium and hopefully be able to get a pod out there for the two months you know there's no navy games going on so there's no our tailgate a lot easier to go in and out with just the one pod instead of u-haul who's taking big giant girls back and forth obviously you know navy's a little bit different to work with in regards to that but we're thinking because of the time frame there's no, no other real big large events going on right that maybe they'd be willing to give up one parking spot but we're still working on that if not we will find other ways around it mm-hmm. but we definitely it's Bring family, bring members, bring bring kids. We're, we're have food. We're have everything involved for everybody, no matter what. And that's what really matters because we want people to be around for the next 10, 15 years uh, plus. Well, well, it's it gets said a lot. I real quick, I might know a guy who like works for a whiskey brand and might have a bunch of whiskey at these things. That's typically what I can bring to the table. That's a shame. Yeah, what a, what a crying <laughs> shame. So much whiskey. Uh, the 
Now, granted, we're all here when it started because it's the start of the club. But the one thing that is commonly said about clubs and about ownership groups and everybody is the club always remains. The club is going to be here before you. The club is going to be here after you. And like you mentioned with, you know, two year olds that are now in their 20s that are now running the like at some point we don't want to be at every match screaming our heads off. And we might want to sit back and let a younger man be a lunatic and yell and scream and do all the songs. And we sit back and enjoy a cigar and drink a beer and just go, look at this, you know, <laughs> but uh, that's it's always kind of you kind of have to remember that is that it's. And I think this really speaks to the sport of uh, soccer football as a whole is that the club is always bigger than you. It always is. Hey, you know, just to build from that, too. You know, we, the plan is I want people to be involved and here's the keys to the supporter group next year. You know, I don't I'm just here to just stand it up. You know, I know a lot of people in Annapolis born around Annapolis very well with Hitch and with Fred. So I have that relationship. But, you know, me and Amanda, Juan, the other folks that are really involved in this, we want people local, you know, no matter what age. Hey, we want to run with this. Here's the keys. Do something new. Bring the new ideas to Annapolis. So, you know, I'm just standing up. We're going to make it into a nonprofit. And then here's the keys. Go run with it. Love and it. We're, we're supported in the background. But I don't want to be involved day to day every single year. You know, I, that's, I've been doing this too, too, too long. You know, so I think having new blood, new new mindsets come from that standpoint is very valuable. And for those listening out there, if you want to get involved, please reach out. You know, we, we want to turn this over to you. It, it's your club. Do what, what you want with it. And that's the main thing. Anything you want to add to that, Amanda? No, that all sounds really good. I was just had a thought, though. Are we going to attempt to bring back the water fight? Well, that's a good point. It is summertime. So, so for those that don't know, we used to have a water gun fight once a year oh. at the uh, in Lot Eight. Everybody would bring tons of water balloons, water gun fights. We would do the uh, redneck uh, pools. You know, people bringing the trucks with the tarps in the back and filling them up. Probably the best tailgates we ever had. That, you know, that's a great call. We need to do that. Maybe we do that for the last match against our friends over in Alexandria. Because, you know, Tommy and Ben and you crew, we're taking you down. Yeah, we are. <laughs> old, old front office crew, you, you went the wrong way. <laughs> Come across the bridge. We have a better flag. <laughs> Oof. Uh, for, for those who do not know, uh, us Marylanders and Virginians, we have a little little, little friendly rivalry amongst one another. And for one thing's damn sure, the first thing they always want to do is take a pot shot at our flag. And that's like hurting our ch children if you talk about our flag. <laughs> I was at a wedding last night, and their uh, centerpieces was the Maryland flag. Of course. So. <laughs> First thing she did, sent a picture. She's like, you Marylanders and your flag, I swear. <laughs> uh, I have a black suit. The inside liner of my black suit is entirely Maryland flag. That is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but going back a little bit, when you mentioned about the uh, – Having like handing the keys to the next uh, people in line is definitely like two words that like Fred likes to mention a lot within uh, this organization. That's opportunity and community, which is obviously like our two main words that defines this club in general. Moving on to the next part, of course, where you got the home games uh, going on, you have that covered pretty much down pat. But as far as like the away matches and anything, like what are your plans for the viewing parties or anything? Like, do you have anything lined up for that? So it depends on what the if we get videos for all the way, how are they going to be? able to be streamed. You know, I think that's the main question. You know, MPSL is a lot different than USL, MLS, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, they don't have, hey, here's our TV deal, you right. know. So if there's ways to stream them, then yeah, we'll do it with our two partners, you know, do, over at Dark Horse Annapolis uh, with Pinky and Ryan or do it over at Fed House. You know, mm -hmm. I think those are the two top sports bars around this area. You know, both of them have sponsored and are extremely nice to us. And they both be willing to do that. The question is, how do we get those streams? Right. You know, and, you know, I think it'll be valuable for the folks to understand that, especially 
because half the season is away, you know, and some of them, you know, it's going to take a while to get people to start doing away matches, you know, mm-hmm. especially Virginia Beach. I don't anticipate many people going down there, you know, if we had a nice boat that could take us all the way down there, you know, maybe that's the way to go. I think the big thing is how are we going to be able to stream those matches how are we gonna be able to watch them if, if we have that possibility we will make away matches happen yeah i'm gonna be at every away match except for the first one north carolina sorry not making that trip and <laughs> and i'm not doing virginia beach which i was initially going to do but it happens to be the very next day that sunday is the end of the premier league and my other show i i have to watch that i can't not watch that i i I have to be i have to be around for it so those are going to be the two i miss but i'm definitely going to uh the frederick match i'm going to go to the northern virginia match and i'm going to go to the um i think it's the arlington dream match that's also on the road i'm going to be at all three of those well, no, that's great. Hopefully we have a lot of folks that will make a lot of those away matches. You know, it's a shame we don't have a home and home with Alexandria, which is I definitely feel is going to be our number one rival mm-hmm. um, just because of the history back there. But uh, do you really want to watch the last day of the EPL, though? I'm going to keep picking on you on it this. It might be my final match of watching us <laughs> in the EPL. So I, I think it's best to be alone in a dark room and have a good cry, perhaps. <laughs> We're leaving some beer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So keeping that rolling, then what are the plans for traveling to away matches? Like I said, I I know I'm going to be there. Are we going to just kind of do some Facebook threads, Twitter threads, things like that? Who's going to be at matches so people can hook up? Yeah, I think right now that's the plan. You know, once we actually get to start meeting these folks that are going to be involved, you know, pretty much word of mouth from that standpoint. You know, I maybe one day we can get a couple of buses going. But I mean, right now, just even getting buses from the D.C. United side to go to Philly is impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, so but, you know, but. That's a whole different world. Right. I think we can definitely grow this so organically that, you know, places like maybe the Arlington match, maybe the Frederick match, maybe Alexandria next year, we can get 50, 60 people <laughs> that want to go to these away matches. You know, that's I, I would love that vision, you know, mm. have a big group of MPSL people go to away matches. I mean, the story alone itself would be incredible to say. Well, well let's face it already on June the 3rd when there's the home opener is going to be quite a shock to all the boys on both sides of the pitch uh, on both teams there's gonna be probably five grand there there's normally a few hundred at npsl matches like it's gonna be quite intimidating I mean, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be very cool for for our boys because they're gonna be like shit we've got everybody behind us right like look at this is they're gonna be really jacked up to play and for the other team they're gonna be like who are these maniacs <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, it would be great to finally hit that record. You, oh, know, yeah. you and I were talking about that last night, Harem. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. get 8,000 plus in there. I mean, just having over 1,000 people in that stadium for a footy match is, is an incredible story itself. Hmm. Having over 3,000 season ticket holders is beyond an incredible story. And I think as the word of mouth keeps going here in the next month, especially from the scrimmage last night, I see us getting close to 8,000. Mm-hmm. You know, And the only way you can do that is, of course, getting those tickets at NapolisBlues.com. There you go. Look at you laying down that plug. <laughs> I'm just doing my job here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the way matches, you know, for bus trips have quite some stories. You know, I mean, we back they're all ages, of course, you know, as long as you're allowed. I mean, one of our good friends, Sam, you know, he used to bring his grandma, you know, she, she would always bring us two giant platters of just sandwiches. He was, what, 14 at the time, you know, and, you know, that's what I would love to see more often, um, you know, from that standpoint. All right. We need that worked out. We need somebody's <laughs> Mima hooking us up with food for games. That's what we definitely need. Sam, you hear Sam. us. Yeah. Come on, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, before we wrap things up real quick, uh, of course, we mentioned uh, how about like uh, having the opportunity to join and um, having that chance to become the next leader of the uh, Bay Boys. But of course, if you want to be the member now, like what is your opportunity? What's your chance to become a part of the supporters club itself? So we're doing this different. There's no set membership. You know, I don't want people spending any money on this. You know, uh, you know, I'll get some shirts done, you know, everything's so um we're gonna start kind of just kind of an underground thing. Um shoot me an email at paul.planzer P L A N Z E R at gmail dot com. No membership fees this year. I would like to hopefully keep that the same way because what what's the point of even getting anything out of it? Yeah. And you know, this is all something we're all doing out of pocket for our love of it. So and we want to be, be able to grow it that way so you know we don't have a giant list of hey who's everybody around this annapolis area we have tons of folks that are coming from dc mm-hmm. tons of folks from virginia uh, we have some folks from philly new york and boston coming down for the first match excellent so, you know it's all the old 96ers the people that have been around forever they want to come down and experience this we have some ex-dc united players that are going to be coming up for this you know oh, wow. they want to see what is really being done here in annapolis but from a supporters group you know just Get hold of me. We want to get you involved. First um, tailgate. I think that's when we're really going to be able to meet everybody, get people involved, and that we're get things done through you know like the constant contacts, the Facebook posts, mm-hmm. and all that. But we really just want to do it completely organic in that standpoint. So, anything from your standpoint, Amanda? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliantly stated. No, I um can't really think of anything much to add on that other than you know. Um, with this being it's you know maiden voyage i think it's really important to like kind of just be really open and transparent about um hey that you know we're the the bay boys and this is what we do we tailgate we drink we have fun we we do whatever but we also want to grow that and just kind of <clears throat> keep it growing and bring a bunch of new kids in yeah yeah yeah, well, as you've already said, community. I mean, yeah. that's and that was. It's interesting when myself and um, my my wife Melissa kind of reached out to everybody at the Annapolis Blues about doing a pod. One of the key things that we kind of stressed on our end, and little did I know that we were hitting the exact buzzword that they were looking for. It was like, this is about community. This is. I'm not looking like for this. We're not looking to get paid. Well, that's just we're doing a show and we're doing a show because we want to be able to let everybody in the community know what it is the club's doing for the city, what uh, the club, how the club is performing week in and out and stuff like that. And just building the community that is so wonderful that footy brings to us. It's just it's we're talked about on other shows. It's just different. It's very different, and I like going and getting a little too intoxicated at an NFL game just like the next guy, but it ain't nothing like what the little community of footy is. No, definitely, you know, and I think that's the main point why we're doing this as well is we want to get back. You know, we had almost 30 years of knowledge of how to create a sports group, but we want to pass that on. Mm -hmm. We want to bring in the Annapolis flavor to it turn it over here you go but we also want to do more stuff with giving back to the community you know that's why we're going to create this as a nonprofit group so eventually you know when when and if if the next people will say hey we want to charge a fee we can take that money and give it back to the community you know through whatever um charities that uh, we're linked to with annapolis you know i think that's yeah. one of the sad parts of how um, dc and i used to be really connected to the um community a lot more back in the day with united for dc you know and that's very important for us to bring that back and bring that forward and have that connection with this with this community because i think that's having that connection with a place like annapolis is going to be what's going to be the success of this club 
All right, perfect. Anything that we missed, I believe there's a little something you wanted to uh, tell us about or a sneak preview as well. So the badge itself, it has a little bit skull and crab, and I'll leave it at that. I love it. Very cool. So taking a little kind of the old school with the new school. So, Mm -hmm. But it will be released soon uh, here before the first match, um, working up when it's going to be at which place definitely with one of our partners, probably like around Fed House or with mm-hmm. another partner. But we want to definitely do it with our partnership, even though keeping that separation, yeah. we still want to support mm-hmm. the people that sponsor and support the club. Uh, of course, that's I mean, a lot of people say, how can you support the club? Spend your money at the places that are that have invested into the club. You know, it's go to Picante to have uh, food, have get rise up coffee, you know, go go get a beer at Forward Brewing, like support the people that are directly supporting this club because they're able to make tickets affordable because there's all these sponsorships and that's the best way you can always help with uh with someone and the word of mouth is just been incredible this last month and a half you know as you saw you know the events that you had yesterday at lululemon in the mall you know, that was incredible turnout that you had the rise up coffee uh was incredible you know so that relationship you know like i said annapolis is big but it's really not right and it's all word of mouth and i think the club's doing an amazing job i can't wait for the bay boys to start connecting that and who knows what, what else is going to be out there mm-hmm. but that connection is the key and having hitch and Mathis understand that is why this is going to be driven to success. Perfect. And uh, Twitter handle for the for the supporters club? Bay Boys. Excellent. And do we have anything set up for Facebook or any other socials yet or just Twitter currently? Eventually Facebook. Okay. And I don't use anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much. Amanda, you can use all that because hmm. you love social media so much. Yeah. No clock app? Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> What's that? Amanda. I don't even have a <laughs> so, so the bar you're such a better person you know, than us to not have a twitter you know fed house is all ages during the day so there you go that'll be the connection there you <laughs> go very good love it well thank you very much for joining us today be sure to follow the show on twitter at naptown blues pod and the annapolis blues to follow the club and until next week everybody 